You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you're watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube stream, or if you're downloading it on demand on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app on iTunes, on Google Play. So many ways to hear us afterwards by download, but if you're listening live, you could be part of the show right now. Holler at your boy Speeds at 844-843-6879. I got my boy Chris Bavona right there on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. He'll take good care of you if you call in, and if if it's been anything like it has been all week, a lot of you are asking questions because fantasy football drafts are upon us. As we go into the holiday week, a lot of people are drafting. A lot of people have questions. We were going position by position. I was giving you tight end diamonds in the rough yesterday, and there were so many callers that I didn't get to all of the diamonds. I got a couple of deep sleepers going. You can get at any point in time in your draft, and I think they might return top 12, top 15 tight end value for you. I'm going to give you who those guys are later on in the show. Also, Tonight is week four of the preseason. Remember how week three was the dress rehearsal? Well, tonight, week four, the starters very rarely play at all. So they're trying to conserve them, keep them in bubble wrap so they could be ready where the NFL season kicks off one week from today. What that means, will everybody stay healthy? We'll see. There's still a couple things that I would look for here in week four. We'll talk about that as well. You know we're here live at Studio 30. For Rock and Riley's here in Midtown Manhattan, but I'm gonna have a guest later on. My boy Nick Leverani, he's there with Pro Angle Media, and he's gonna talk to us live from Los Angeles. We're gonna do a little East Coast West Coast bias kind of thing. We're gonna talk a little bit about the AFC West, the NFC West, and he's gonna follow suit because he's on Fantasy Freestyle. He's gonna tell us some of his diamonds in the rough and some of his fugazis. And then later on, as you know, we put the fun in functional sports radio. We're gonna talk about other championships that have been crowned. We're going to talk about why there may be some karma coming back to bite the New England Patriots. And like I said, there's a ton of fantasy football drafts happening this week, this weekend. I have a couple lined up myself. So we're gonna, I'm going to give you some ideas. Let's say you've been in the same league with the same format for a few years. And, you know, you want to spice it up a little bit, right? You don't want it to get stale. I got a couple of ideas for you right here on the Fantasy Freestyle that you might like to try. All right, when we come back, though, drop in stats. Over beats. It's your boy Dane Martinez. He's the spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Deep sleepers at the tight end position. What to look for in week four of the preseason tonight. And your calls at 844-843-6879. Call me now. Come on right back. Fantasy 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats. That's my man Chris Bavona on the ones and twos. He heard that I'm going to have Nick on from L.A. It looks like he's trying to promote a little East Coast, West Coast beef. I don't know. We got a little Biggie and Tupac action. Listen, if you want to holler at me all hour, you can at 844-843-6879. And it sounds like the phone lines are hot like liquid hot magma right off the top. I couldn't get to all my tight end diamonds in the rough yesterday. Hopefully I get to them today, but you know I want to hear from you as well. Hey, Chris, it sounds like our first caller tonight is Gary in Rochester. He's got a question about hashtag beast mode on the Oakland Raiders. Hey, Gary, what's going on? You're dropping stats over beats. It's a fantasy freestyle. You're on with speeds. What's up? Yeah, I was wondering if I should start uh, Keenan Allen or uh, Marshawn Lynch week one as my flex. Keenan Allen or Marshawn Lynch in your flex spot? Well, let's first of all look at these matchups, right? You got the Oakland Raiders. They are going to Tennessee, right? Whereas the Chargers are going to Denver on Monday night. You talk about Keenan Allen going up against the Chargers in Denver on Monday night. That crowd is going to be hyped. And you know the Denver secondary is truly elite with Chris Harris Jr. with Aqib Tlaib as well. I would say that that does not help the matchup for Keenan and Allen, and because of that, I would go with beast mode, given those two choices. Um, receivers don't fare well against the Denver Broncos secondary, and unfortunately that is the matchup for Keenan Allen in week one. Thank you for the call, Gary and Rochester. We got another call. It is right here in New York. Dan in New York got a general question about the different conferences as it relates to fantasy. What's going on, Dan? You're on the Fantasy Freestyle with Speeds. Hi, well, yeah, um, I have a question, and then I have um, something to add um, sure. after you answer it. What's up? Um, well, which team, um, you know, which fantasy football do you think would be better this year, the AFC or the NFC, like overall? That's kind of tough to say, you know, when you talk about it, like which conference will be better because fantasy football is so much about individual playups and players and matchups. Like, consider it this way. Consider it this way. The Jacksonville Jaguars were horrible two years ago, you know, winning four, five, or six games. Yet, Blake Bortles, and although garbage time points, was able to be an effective fantasy football player, right? Teams that are great. It's all about the game flow. There are some teams that are great. If they're winning by 21 points in the second half, you know what they're going to do? Run the ball and try and run out the clock. So if you have a wide receiver from some great team, you know, some team like, let's say, let's say the New England Patriots, right? But the New England Patriots, when they're up in the second half of games, they're going to run the ball. That's why guys like LeGarrette Blunt were so great with them in that context. So it's really hard to say. I would say that the most dynamic offenses, 
franchises in the NFL are still the Green Bay Packers, the New Orleans Saints, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New England Patriots. Those are three NFC teams, two AFC teams, but it's so hard because player by player, you really need to know the teams, you need to know the matchups, and the key is you need to know the game flow that you expect, what will be happening, who will be up, who will be down. So it's a tough thing to say, but I think some of the more dynamic offenses are in the NFC right now. You said you had a follow-up. Yeah, um, this is more about the fish. Um, you do realize that you need to get like plants and stuff for it because it's like pretty depressed right now. Fair enough. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. We got our guy Jameis Finston over here. I'm trying to add to it, okay? I got to tell you the truth. We got these colorful marbles. I added these rubber duckies in here as well. We're working on it. Thank you for the inside, Dan. We're going to see what we could do. What I do have on set, though, we got a new sponsor, these uh, kicks, right? And they'll do your favorite college. So we got Michigan and the Ohio State University. But thank you for the call. We're going to try and work on the fish situation. We got another caller. It's Shannon in Georgia. Wants to talk to me about their first five picks and how I uh, view them. Go ahead, Shannon. You're on the Fantasy Freestyle. How you doing, man? I'm a real big fan. I appreciate uh, that. What's going on? These first five picks. Uh, I chose Jordy Nelson first. By the way, I was the sixth person to pick. Fair enough. Uh, it's a 12-man PPR. Okay. I chose Jordy Nelson. Love it. Then uh, Doug Baldwin. Love it. Then Christian McCaffrey. Okay, McCaffrey. Then uh, Del- uh, Delvin Cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly... I got Allen Robinson. Okay. Uh, should I be concerned? Where, where should I improve at? No, listen, you said it's PPR format? Yes. Okay, I think you're in great shape, to be quite honest. Listen, the two top wideouts you mentioned, Jordy Nelson and Doug Baldwin, I think Doug Baldwin is a viable back-end wideout one for a team. So the fact that he's your wideout two, I think you're in great shape there. And then here's the thing. The key being that it's PPR format, right? Because of that, I like that you go wideout, wideout at the top because you're going to find running backs that in this PPR format are going to be beasts and can still be running backs one and two for you in your case. Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to be a stud. I think he's going to catch about 55 balls, so I love it in that format. And Dalvin Cook, it was one of my running back diamonds in the rough, so I absolutely love that. Your last pick was another wide receiver, and you said it could be a wide out three. Who was that again? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, sure. Here's the thing. Listen, that comes down to Blake Bortles, right? I do believe Allen Robinson has the skill to be an incredible wide receiver and could even return value for you there. I would watch this Blake Bortles situation, though, because that could be the problem. But, yes, Allen Robinson as a wide receiver three, I like what you did with your five picks. Call in again anytime you want, Shannon, throughout the season, and we'll see how it goes. But thank you for the call. Hey, Chris, we got to get to these tight end diamonds in the the rough that I want to talk about. There's two more that I didn't get to yesterday that I would be remiss if I didn't tell you. Yesterday, though, we had our poll up. Who was your tight end diamonds in the rough? The winner of that poll at tight end 17 was Austin Hooper. 35% of you said Hooper. 31% of you said Hunter Henry. 23% said Eric Ebron. But we had 500 votes on this poll, and a lot of people were saying other ones, okay? A lot of nominations. Guys like Zach Ertz. Guys like Cameron Brait. Guys like Kobe Fleener. One person, though, big shout-out to Binky. 
at Binky the Doormat on Twitter. He says ASJ, who's talking about his Austin Safarian Jenkins on the New York Jets. And I think that is a very interesting option. He's going as tight end 28 right now, 274th overall. That is pretty much undrafted. I like Austin Safarian Jenkins. Why? Because there's no other options on the Jets, okay? He might, in fact, be the leading receiver for this team. He's lost 20 pounds. He's got his mind right. He went to rehab in the offseason. He knows this is pretty much his last chance. And for the Jets, whether it is McCown or, God forbid, Christian Hackenberg under center, they're going to be looking to check down. And I think Austin Safarian Jenkins, because you're not going to be successful out there on the outside when you only got guys like Robbie Anderson and Sharon Peak. They're going to go instead in a safe route. I could see Austin Safarian Jenkins and then boom, boom, Bilal, pow, pow, being real pieces of the passing game. And you can get him as late as you want. You could even probably pick him up after week one. Why? Because Safarian Jenkins is suspended for the first two weeks of the season. The one other guy I want to tell you, and this is a deep sleeper. Check out George Kittle. On the San Francisco 49ers. I think this guy is viable. The 49ers say they loved him in camp. And you know what they did this week? They traded away their starting tight end. Vance McDonald got traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers, opening the door and opening the path for George Kittle. This guy is going undrafted. You may be saying, who? Remember the name, George Kittle. I think he's going to be a tight end that can come out of absolutely nowhere. And again, in a conservative kind of offense with Brian Hoyer, I think they're going to be able to use the tight end. They use the tight end a bunch. I think George Kittle could return some value. All right, got some news and notes that I want to get into. Also, listen, the NFL is investigating Jarvis Landry for domestic violence and investigation. Okay, charges are not being filed. However, I already told you. I already told you that Jarvis Landry was going to be a fugazi. I told you the Dolphins did not want to extend his contract. I told you how much I like Devontae Parker. This is now another reason why Jarvis Landry is a fugazi at the wide receiver position. Also, Adam Schefter is now reporting that there's a real chance that the Zeke Elliott suspension does get reduced to maybe two or four games. I told you what needs to happen here is Zeke needs to take his medicine. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle yesterday, I told you you'd rather him just serve the suspension and then be back. You don't want that cloud hanging over your head. Later on in the season when you're in the fantasy playoffs. Also, there's some wide receivers that are now apparently on the trading block. Okay, I told you about Jarvis Landry before. The Chargers might be shopping Dontrell Inman. And if you're a big fan of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know I love Dontrell Inman. He's the Inman. The fighter of the night, man. That could mean, because they have faith in guys like Travis Benjamin, Tyrell Williams. That could be why even Mike Williams' health. Keep an eye out on that. The Seahawks are sharpening uh, Mr. Curse. That could mean they have faith in guys like Paul Richardson, guys like Tyler Lockett, even guys like Kaysan Williams. Keep an eye out on that. Also in Seattle, they're listing Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy as co-starters. It seems like no one has grabbed the mantle of the starting running back, and the Seahawks will be going with a true committee. Keep an eye out on that as we move along into week one after the preseason. When we come back, we're going to have my man Nick join the show, I believe, out there from L.A. We're going to talk about the AFC West. We're going to talk about the NFC West. He's going to give you some of his diamonds and fugazis as well. We'll still take your callers as well as Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We go out to the West Coast after this. Come on right back.
Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats with your boy Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I just finished saying that in week four of the preseason, the one thing you want to worry about is making sure that your starters do not get hurt. I turn and look, and the New York Jets starting quarterback, Josh McCown, is in a heap on the ground, and Christian Hackenberg is warming up right now. Leave it to the New York Jets to play it in that way. They are trying everything possible to wind up with Sam Darnold as the number one overall pick in next year's draft. I'm telling you right now, in about nine months, you're going to hear the commissioner say, and with the first pick, the New York Jets select quarterback out of USC, Sam Darnold. But enough about that, because I got my man, Nick, I got my man, Nick Leverani with me. He's out there in LA. I got to stop this East Coast bias talking about only the Jets and only these East Coast teams. So I want to bring in my boy, Nick, over there, working with Pro Angle Media, do a little East Coast, West Coast action. Nick, how you doing on the Fantasy Freestyle? How's it going out there, man? What's up, Dane? It's, uh, it's going really well. You know, cool. I'm uh, I'm doing my usual sitting in sitting in L.A. traffic. Yeah, uh, you know, just just doing, you're on the 405. What are you on? You're on the 405, the 105, oh. the five. What's up? I'm on the 405. You know, the infamous O.J. Simpson. Yes. Uh, are you driving white a white Bronco? Freeway. Are you driving a white Bronco? No, 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 no. All right, fair I, I enough. I will never be driving a white Bronco. Well, listen, listen, Nick. I wanted to get into this with you a little bit because I have a couple questions. You know, football is back in Los Angeles. We're going to get into the AFC West and the NFC West, some of your diamonds and fugazis as well. But the first thing I want to ask you is, like, do people in L.A. care about the Chargers at all? I know they're going to be in this, like, new stadium where the L.A. Galaxy is. It's only, like, 25,000, something like that. I saw Dan Fouts recently say it's an embarrassment that the Chargers were there. Do you think that uh, people are going to come out Second year for the Rams, first year for the Chargers, two teams that might be doing better than last year. What do you think? Is there buzz out there about the Rams and the Chargers? You know, there definitely is some buzz okay. with both of these teams. I think um, I think that there's some excitement, more so, I think, with the Chargers because that stadium is so unique in so many ways. It only holds a max 30,000. Right. They just add a few uh, 5,000 seats of uh, bleachers, but... That is a that's a stadium where you're going to go find a, an experience unlike any other NFL venue you go to because the the small uh, size of it. So, um, and plus the Chargers, you know, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. You know, as well as the Rams. But if you're going to choose a place to go see a game this year, I'd much rather go see a Chargers game than a Rams game. The Coliseum is just an absolute 
you know, nightmare right now. Uh, and I'm sure both those teams really can't wait to get that new stadium going. Fair enough. Uh, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Nick. I Because I'm a little bit high on the Chargers, so I want to hear what you think as well. I actually think the Chargers are going to finish in second place in that division and compete for a wild card. Listen, I think Joey Bosa is turning into an animal coming off the edge. There's the return of right. Jason Verrett, who is a legitimate number one cornerback for the Chargers. And I sort of think this could be Phillip Rivers' last hurrah and in the AFC West I expect regression from the Denver Broncos given the Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch kind of experiment and I also think that the Chiefs got a little bit lucky last year with things like returning two-point conversions for touchdowns against Atlanta could you see the Chargers making a step do you think the Raiders deserve to be prohibitive favorites how do you see the AFC West shaking out you know I actually see it you know, very, very similar, if not the same. I actually was going through the Chargers schedule, and I, I, I could see 10 wins there from that mm-hmm. team. Uh, the schedule gets a little bit light. Um, you know, they have a couple of East Coast travels, which is never easy from a West Coast team going to the East Coast. Right. However, I do think that they could get 10 wins this year. The only thing that I could see slowing them down is that offensive the line. The offensive line. It was, a, it was a problem last year. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and also the other part is, you know, the Chargers last year blew about four fourth quarter leads. They could have easily had nine wins last year. Absolutely, they ended up losing five straight to end the season. But that they is a had very big deal. There were plenty of games where they were up with five minutes left to go, and like the win probability was high. They found ways to lose. They could not finish. Yeah. And you know the gift of that it, now. The gift of that now is they got a fourth place schedule with a team that is probably better than their record showed exactly. last year. So you could see the Chargers maybe making a run at a wild card. Absolutely. No, there, there's no uh, there's no question they have uh, the potential to be a wild card favorite, which makes which which, you know, L.A. feeds off hype. So, mm-hmm. you know, say the Chargers get off to a fast start, you know, they're three and oh, three and one going into, you know, into the quarter mark of the season. All the hype is high on them. And then you got Philip Rivers, who's approaching a milestone. He's approaching 50,000 right. um, passing yards. Gates as well. So that, that also adds fan gates. You know, I mean. Him and Gates are, you know, they're just breaking records every single year with their with their uh, connection. So, you know, I definitely see that the Chargers can be a team, a fun team to watch this year, uh, especially with the Rivers and uh, Keenan Allen connection. I think those are two guys. If you could somehow form a stack in your lineup this year, mm-hmm. uh, getting Rivers late in drafts and getting Keenan Allen at the right value. You can have a nice little fantasy team, too, with two charges on your team. Hey, let me ask you this, Nick, because you mentioned something. I've been telling people on the Fantasy Freestyle for weeks now, you talked about waiting at the quarterback position, right? And that's exactly what I'm telling people to do in mm-hmm. their drafts this year. Why use the draft capital you need in the third, or second, third, or fourth round to get Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and the like, when you could wait? You could wait until much later rounds, rounds 9 or 10, and wind up with the Phillip Rivers. Wind up with a guy like, say, Matthew Stafford, even, the new $135 million man. Do you have any kind of other quarterback diamonds in the rough that you think could be viable plays that will return just as much value? I've been talking about and targeting guys like uh, Phillip Rivers, like Matthew Stafford, like Kirk Cousins, like Cam Newton, like Marcus Mariota. Do you have any other quarterbacks that you think could be diamonds in the rough heading into uh, early part of the football season? 
You know, I'm very high on on one of the guys you mentioned. Another guy you didn't mention, uh, Matthew Stafford is probably one of those guys. He's a, he's a diamond for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who just got paid, so which means that you know they have a lot of faith in him. They want they right. want to see him for you know. For and that offense with Detroit. Jim Bob Cooter, um, the offensive coordinator, they're going to throw the ball a ton. They don't even have a running back that's going to be in between the tackles, whether it's Amir Abdullah or Theoretic. You know they're going to throw in Detroit. I'm fading all Detroit. Lions running backs, with the exception of Theo Riddick, because right. he's not he's not your prototypical running back. He's a wide receiver with the running back tag on him. He he lines up more on uh, in the shotgun with Stafford, where he feels most most comfortable, uh, and he's going to catch so many balls. You know, it's 2014 or 2015 season, he caught 80 passes on right. 99 targets. Now you got Jim Cooter in his second season with a veteran quarterback. You know, having more reps underneath them, they're they're just going to keep feeding him and feeding him. So. Stafford is one. The other guy I wanted to mention was Derek Carr. The guy's getting no love um, in, uh, in, in his current ADP. I mean, you can get him late in rounds, too. You get him eighth, ninth, tenth round, and this is a guy who's probably going to throw for 4,500 yards. Him and Amari Cooper, just another year together. You know, and, I, and another guy, too, Amari Cooper. That connection mm-hmm. is going to be, I think, exciting to watch all year. He's a gunslinger. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch, I, know you, I remember you talked about him yesterday. I, I don't see him getting... 800 yards receiving uh, rushing this year. I, right. could, I just see him coming in for, at the goal line. He'll, his value is going to be at the goal line. I don't like what a Mike Tolbert was for the Chargers were mm-hmm. maybe like four years ago, five years ago when he was there. So, you know, I, the Derek Carr and Matt Stafford are definitely two of my diamonds. I like that. I like that. Derek Carr and Matt Stafford were both MVP candidates before injuries last year. Um, let's talk about the right. NFC West real quick, Nick, because, uh, you know, everybody thinks that mm-hmm. maybe the Seahawks, but their offensive line could be an issue. When you think about Arizona, when you think about San Francisco or your team, the Rams out there in L.A., which team, if any, is going to maybe try to poke their head up to challenge the Seahawks in that division? I think, you know, the Rams now have the new coach out there working with Jared Goff. They've added some weapons. Our team's still going to put 53 men in the box to try to stop Todd Gurley. And the other thing, in Arizona, I personally think that Carson Palmer is about to fall off a cliff in terms of his performance at the age he's at. Who do you think steps up to compete with Seattle in that division? You know, I actually, I think it's Arizona that wins that division this year. I think that this is the Cardinals' last, their last real go at it with, with an age, like you said, an aging Carson Palmer, an aging Larry Fitzgerald. But they, uh, if you were to take a look at their strength of schedule this year, it's wide open and it's very pass-happy for Carson Palmer. So he's another guy, if you really wanted to stash and wait on a quarterback, I would actually give him a shot as a, as a last-ditch uh, you know, effort you know, to kind of get some value at quarterback right. and ride him out as long as he can. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be, you know, he could finish in the top ten in quarterbacks, even maybe even a little bit uh uh, higher up than that. And the beautiful part about this waiting at yeah, quarterback, I, right, is it doesn't matter. Let's see who falls to you. Grab yeah. two of them. Grab Palmer and Stafford, right? And just yeah. see which one pops off. See which matchup or you Dalton. have better. It could yeah, yeah, it doesn't Dalton's matter. There's one. so many options out there. Kirk Cousins you might get that falls to you. Derek Carr, Cam Newton, so many options, but the key here is to wait on quarterback um listen nick i had a lot of fun man we got to go to commercial break would you be able maybe to keep joining the fantasy freestyle every week you talk about the stacks right maybe what we can do is give nick's stack of the week from the west coast every week how would you feel about that coming back from fantasy freestyle and giving you and giving us our quarterback wide receiver stack of the week 
Absolutely. I would more than love to do that. I'm a huge DraftKings guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weekly uh, player on DraftKings, and I think uh, you know, anytime I can provide any sort of value uh, for you guys, uh, I'm more than happy to do it. All right, sounds good, Nick. Thank you so much. And by the way, let's go Drankies out there. I know you got a playoff game. Make sure you guys get it done tonight. We got opening day. We got opening day today. Get so it going. Get, brand new season. Go, go, go drinking. Let's get go. it going. Tell all the boys out there. Speeds the spitting statistician comes, <laughs> says what's up. Thank you for the call. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Um, we'll get back with you later on in the season. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, okay, we're going to take some of your calls. Like I said, we're going to talk about some of the things that you need to look for in week four. And J.J. Watt has surpassed another fundraising milestone. We'll get into all that when we come back. Dropping stats over beats at the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Thursday. We got my boy, Chris Bavona, on the ones and twos. He's keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Special thanks to my boy, Nick Levieri, out there on the east, uh, on the west coast. We were talking a little bit. He likes the Chargers a little bit to uh, make some noise in the AFC West, and he likes the Arizona Cardinals to have one last ride with Carson Palmer. Aging quarterbacks, the theme for Nick, Carson Palmer, and Phillip Rivers. I told you also that uh, there are some things to look for, even though it is week four of the preseason, even though that the primary thing to do is not get hurt. At the quarterback position, the main starters, they're going to pull them right away. They're going to play one series, if that. However, to win your fantasy football league, you need to know the right running back handcuffs. You need to know the right guys that are about to pop that are still going to play in week four of the preseason. Here are a couple of situations. There's a couple of running back issues that I really think could codify and solidify a little bit, even though it is week four of the preseason. Let me give you some right now. The first one is in San Francisco. I've been high on Joe Williams. I've been high on Joe Williams. Remember how Shanahan and Lynch proverbially pounded the table to go up and draft Joe Williams? But I got to tell you, this kid, Matt Breida, might surpass him and leapfrog him for number two on the depth chart. And I still believe, no matter who it is that's in the number two spot in San Francisco, I believe Carlos Hyde is not long for this offense. I do not think he is a scheme fit. I do not think that the coach and the GM like him. And he is an injury risk. So keep an eye when San Francisco plays this week, even though it's week four. Does uh, Joe Williams get burned? Does Matt Breida look good? That's something to look for because someone is going to surpass Carlos Hyde on the depth chart this year in San Francisco. Out there in Green Bay, I've been talking about Jamal Williams. Well, now Ty Montgomery is healthy, right? So maybe they keep Ty Montgomery in bubble wrap. Jamal Williams has an opportunity to impress when the Green Bay Packers play their fourth preseason game. I'm also going to be looking 
for Jamal Williams, if he can pick up blitzes, pass protection is going to be key because whoever the back is there in Green Bay, one of the primary concerns will be can they do it in pass protection to protect Aaron Rodgers. Whoever's better in pass pro may have a leg up in that competition in Green Bay. I also look at the Philadelphia Eagles. There was a caller yesterday that talked about um, LeGarrette Blunt. And if he needs some other options. And we're getting reports today. LeGarrette Blunt, you know, his roster spot could be in jeopardy. That the team is very down on him. That the Eagles are looking maybe even outside of the organization for help at running back. You know what that means, though? There's a lot of backs in Philadelphia. I'm talking Wendell Smallwood. I'm talking Donnell Pumphrey. There's some opportunity there. So let's see if any of these guys that play in week four for the Eagles look good and look to really compete with LeGarrette Blunt. In Philadelphia, same to be said in New Orleans. I want to see more of Alvin Kamara. You got Ingram there. You got so many um, running backs in New Orleans, and they can't rest them all. Somebody is going to shine for the Saints in week four of the preseason. I got an idea that I think it's going to be Alvin Kamara. Watch Alvin Kamara and see if he presses Adrian Peterson at all. The other thing is... Listen, we know it's now everyone's darling. You hear it on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network all the time. You hear that Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. You heard about Kareem Hunt before Spencer Ware even had his knee injury, right? But now Kareem Hunt is going to be a bell cow back. He's going to be a workhorse. You know what that does? That opens up opportunities for the second back in Kansas City. Is that going to be C.J. Spiller? Is that going to be my man, the Sharknado, Sharkandrick West? Will really Kareem Hunt be a true bell cow? Or will you need to know who the second running back is in Kansas City? I think you might, and I think it could be C.J. Spiller. Keep an eye on C.J. Spiller versus Sharkandrick West. The other place I think you really got to look at is Seattle. We talked about Eddie Lacy, hashtag feast mode, looking to replace beast mode up there in Seattle. And I think, listen, he has not grabbed that job. I mentioned to you that Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy are both listed as co-starters for the Seahawks. Listen, Rawls has been banged up. He might play in this fourth preseason game for the Seahawks. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on a guy like CJ Procise as well. Those are some things to look at right here. All right, we also we got callers still here as well, Chris. Who do we got right here on the fantasy freestyle that wants to uh that wants to uh, holler at your boy? Looks like we got Alex in LA. Do we have Alex? No? All right, we got Alex. Let's bring him on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? What's going on, Alex? How you feeling? What's up, Dane? What's good, man? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What you got? What you got? You want to tell me your team? Yeah, I uh, I picked four in uh, in the 10-team standard. Okay. Um, I got got Wilson as my QB. I got Crowell and Gurley in the back. I like that. I got Julio and Baldwin. Love it. Receivers, Olsen is my tight end. Okay. I picked up Crabtree and Coleman. Sure. I picked up Coleman in the eleventh round. Yeah. So here's so the I, deal. I kind of feel like a little steal for me. Here's the deal, and thanks for the call, because I like your team a lot, okay? I like your team a lot. You, I like how you're doing Isaiah Crowell. I think this offensive line for Cleveland is one of the top five offensive line in the game. I think Isaiah Crowell is a diamond in the rough for you. I really like that pick. I like also Crowell because of the fact that Deshaun Kaiser is going to be the quarterback there. I think that relates to more heavy run game for the Browns. I like that. The one thing that I got to tell you, my one concern, and you know, he was one of the top tight ends out there, okay? Listen, I'm a little bit 
I'm a little bit down on Greg Olson this year, okay? Greg Olson is going as tight end three. He's going 48 overall. I don't think he's worth it necessarily, and here's why. The Carolina Panthers are changing their offense. Remember, they're trying to get the ball out of Cam Newton's hands a little bit quicker this year. They want to try to protect Cam Newton. They're moving their scheme a little bit. Last year and in years past, Cam Newton and his deep drops, he would then, you know, when he was in trouble, he would chuck it to Greg Olson. Okay, and that's how Greg Olson got a lot of production. I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit more Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be a little bit more of Curtis Samuel. They're going to try and do a little bit of quick slants, mismatches. I think that Greg Olson, they're going away from Greg Olson in that offense, I believe, with them looking to get the ball out of Cam Newton's hands quicker. Listen, I think that Greg Olson's going to be just fine, but if I were you, I would, while you still can, I don't think Greg Olson is going to be a top five tight end this year, okay? I think he's on the downside a little bit. He's also entering, I believe, his age 33 season. He's no spring chicken. That is the only concern I have on your team, Alex, but otherwise, I think you're looking real good, and thanks for the call, as always. Hey, Chris, it sounds like we got another caller. It sounds like we got um, Nick in New Jersey who wants to talk a little bit about one of my wide receiver fugazis, unfortunately. Nick in New Jersey, you're dropping stats over beats with the spitting statistician. You're on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? Hey, so I actually had two questions. So far away. Um, one is, yeah, so one is, um, do you think that, like, how do you feel about um, T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen this year, given that T.Y., I don't know how long um, he doesn't have Andrew Luck for, right. and then Keenan's just injury-prone? Sure. And uh, my second question is, do you um, think that Jordan Howard's going to have his sophomore slump this year? All right, all right. So let's take them one at a time, okay? Um, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, yeah. you know that I'm I'm down on T.Y. Hilton, okay? I'm down on T.Y. Hilton, unfortunately. I, um... I think, yes, you mentioned the Andrew Luck factor, and the news continues to get worse on Andrew Luck. It sounds like they just keep on pushing it back on like, oh, will he be ready for week one? Oh, we don't know. And, and so that's definitely one thing. But as I said to a caller yesterday, I think there's natural regression for T.Y. Hilton anyway, and here's why. He led the NFL in receiving yards last year for 1,448 yards. I don't think even with Andrew Luck he would have repeated that, so there's some natural regression there. The other reason is Dante Moncrief, their second-best wide receiver, he was out for half the season last year. He had collarbone injuries, shoulder injuries. He's back and healthy. So I think that also takes some of the attention away from T.Y. Hilton, takes some of the targets away from T.Y. Hilton. And later on in the season when Andrew Luck and Dante Moncrief are both there, Dante Moncrief was a favorite of Andrew Luck, especially in the red zone. So yes, I'm down on T.Y. Hilton. um, Keenan Allen, however, Keenan Allen, however, is someone who, listen, you're right, the health concerns. But you talk about someone being injured injury prone one of the injuries that Keenan Allen had was like a lacerated spleen or a liver, something like that. It was an intestinal thing. It was a freak accident. Okay, so I don't know. I think, yeah, the ACL was bad. But listen, I think Keenan Allen has a chance to return to form as a high-end wide receiver, too. So I'm okay with Keenan Allen. I am, however, down on T.Y. Hilton. The only other thing you mentioned was Jordan Howard. Will he have a sophomore slump? I don't know if I'd call it a sophomore slump per se, but I don't think he's a bet to be second in the NFL and rushing again at 1,300 yards. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there will be a little bit of a downtick. At that point of the draft, I like some other guys. I like a guy like Isaiah Crowell ahead of a guy like Jordan Howard. But thanks for the call. I got to get one more in. We got Brendan in Washington. You're in, but we're up against the break, Brendan. What's your question? You're on the Fantasy Freestyle in our nation's capital. 
So I, I have Kareem Hunt, and I think he's a little overvalued. So I'm going to trade him. But I was wondering if I could get a guy like Todd Gurley for him or if I could get a guy like Devontae Freeman for him. So, okay, that's an interesting idea, right? Stock is real high on Kareem Hunt right now. And you lucked out. I don't know when your draft was, if it was before or after the Spencer Ware injury. But regardless, you got him, and you're right. The price is high right now. People love Kareem Hunt. So it's not a bad idea to think if you could flip him for something even better that you think might be stable. Here's the thing. You're not going to get Devontae Freeman. Okay, if I'm the Devontae Freeman owner, I don't think, like, if you're the Devontae Freeman owner, you probably spent your first round draft pick for Devontae Freeman, so I don't think you're trading him for some up-and-coming back, even though there is a lot of buzz around Kareem Hunt. You know, Todd Gurley, that would be an interesting idea, too. I like your your concept that you may want to try and sell high. I don't mind that, but I think it may be tough to get an owner that's going to bite, and the only thing you can do to go up from Kareem Hunt is to get a true RB1 that someone probably spent their first or second round draft pick. I think it's a decent idea but I think it's going to be hard-pressed for you to find a trade partner in that situation, Brendan, in our nation's capital. Thanks for all the calls right now. When we come back, though, we're up against the break. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we got to check in on J.J. Watt. He has surpassed his once-thought-of-ridiculous fundraising goal. we got a couple of other things I want to get at real quick as well before we slide into a holiday weekend. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Freestyle drop and stats over beats. We haven't won an award yet, but the network has. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Remember, the legends never die. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge fantasy football package and it's power packed with so much more including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator plus you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com enter free radio and check out for your special discount Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out to everybody that joined the show today. We had a lot of callers. I love it. Keep it coming tomorrow at 844-843-6879. Special shout out to Nick Leverani out there in L.A. Giving us the flavor of the AFC West and the NFC West. We might have him on again as we go to the NFL season. And also, when we go to the NFL season, the other thing I'm going to be giving you is some picks, you know, in like survivor pools. Okay? But right now, if you go to www.fantasyfactor.com, you can enter a knockout pool free. It's free to enter, and it's a $1,000 payout, okay? You can listen every week on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll give you my take for knockout pools. I'll give you my take on guys that I fade, that I want to fade the public on. I'll give you picks, and I'll hold you down. So, uh, But I'm entering the contest. So you're going to have to be a little bit different than me, okay? www.fantasyfactor.com. Go there right now. It is free to enter a $1,000 knockout pool. And listen, if you have extra money, Another thing that you could definitely do if we be serious for a minute is donate 
to the uh, relief efforts and helping and support of the Hurricane Harvey event that is taking place in Texas. I've seen pictures and video. It is absolutely devastating what is going on down there. And J.J. Watt has been really helping with his You Caring campaign. We talked about it earlier this week. He wanted to at first raise a million, then it was three million, then it was up to five million. Well, J.J. Watt is back with another update. An absolutely astounding amount has been raised. Let him tell you. We started out on Sunday with the goal of raising $200,000, and we just now surpassed the $10 million mark. Uh, I'm going to leave the link open. Uh, we're going to see how high we can get it. Um, I can't say thank you enough. Celebrities, musicians, athletes, kids with their lemonade stands, and uh, people hosting fundraisers, businesses donating. I cannot thank everybody enough. Um, what's happening right now is, is my focus is very much on getting this money directly back to the people, as I've said the whole time. Uh, we have the semi-trucks being filled up as we speak, coming down here to donate the supplies this weekend. That's phase one. That's going to be the first phase of our operation uh, to get as immediate of an impact as we can. Um, we have things like water, food, clothing, generators, uh, baby supplies, cleaning supplies. But if there's something I'm not thinking of, please leave it in the comments because we want to make sure that we get these people exactly what they need uh, so we can help rebuild as quickly as we can. Houston, we're thinking of you. Thank you to everybody who's donated. Absolutely. So check this out. I mean, tip of the cap to J.J. Watt. He's not only the best defensive player in the National Football League. They've raised over $10 million, and I like that they're putting it to use. You know, he's talking about the specific needs. I saw an interview with a, with a lady that was staying at the shelter and saying what they really need is like, you know, they need like laundry detergent because they need to wash their clothes because they've been there so long. Baby formula for their children. You know, you never think of these things. Money is great, but then it sounds like J.J. Watt is going to actually go in there and get the supplies that people need and get them to where it is needed most. Once again, Speeds and statistician and the fantasy freestyle we tip our cap to jj watt i went out there and donated on his platform i encourage everybody to as well there is no limit to the money that can be raised to support our fellow americans in need um last thing i want to do you know last weekend even i want to give a last time shout out to some of the people that won championships i talked about the little league world series japan won the little league world series they dominated texas with a mercy rule 12 to 2 they didn't score they didn't have an error in the entire tournament they outscored their opponents 92-9, to so I want to give a big shout-out to the team from Japan that has won five of the last eight Little League World Series. They keep practicing. They practice six to eight hours a day, even on game days, so I tip my cap to them. And also, we used to talk about the Big Three a lot with my boy Don Burns, the basketball correspondent. We, the Big Three crowned its champion. And it was the trilogy with Kenyon Martin, Rashad McCant. They did big things. They beat the three-headed monsters, 51-46, to 46, to win the big three title. But Ice Cube is saying they got to get better. Maybe Kobe will be around next year. Maybe Paul Pierce will be around next year. Um, last note, Cavs and Celtics completed the trade. Boston's going to add a 2020 second-round pick to complete this. Remember, IT with the hip issue wasn't medically cleared, but that trade has been official. Kyrie Irving is a Boston Celtic. We're going to talk more fantasy freestyle tomorrow. Tight end fugazis, and we're going to get you ready for the Labor Day weekend. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. See you tomorrow. Peace.